Welcome to Pop Culture Rx, where we sit down with a medical expert and talk through various health-related topics circulating in today's media. We've got you covered. An unexpected health condition can happen to anyone at any time, celebrity or not. In our discussions, you'll hear from a variety of professionals sharing insight and advice on these topical conditions. Thanks for listening. Today we're talking about um, longtime Jeopardy game show host Alice Trebek, and he was recently announced that he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. And today we're here with Dr. Ronald Mattiotti, who is the who is a surgical oncologist and a medical director for hepatobiliary um, and pancreatic surgery. So we're talking about pancreatic cancer. How serious is cancer in the pancreas? Cancer of the pancreas is a pretty serious disease, and uh, it's um, because there's no good treatments available currently and good, uh, good uh, screening methodology to catch it early. Once diagnosed, um, uh, you need a full-fledged team to, to pull the patient through, through this. Where is the pancreas located in the body? What does it actually do? You know, when you get cancer, like, how does that affect? the rest of your body? The pancreas is located behind, uh, behind the stomach, okay. uh, in the center of the body, and, um, and crosses across, um, over the spine. It has a lot of function, but it, we can actually break it down in two big blocks. One is uh, the so-called endocrine function, like producing insulin and other hormones, for, which is needed for digestion and other functionality in, uh, in the body. Um, if someone has a deficiency on that end, you're going to be diabetic. Um, then the exocrine function is like generating enzymes, amylase, lipase, just the two major ones to help you digest and to, uh, break down protein when you, when you eat. Um, what it really does, and an early sign and a risk, I mean, an early sign for possible a problem with pancreas cancer is if you develop diabetes after age of 50. You were never diabetic before, but suddenly become diabetic. There's something going on with your pancreas, usually. Like over time or just like a sudden? Like I mean, as I said, you, you were never diabetic before, and suddenly like you have low blood sugars, you know, become diabetic, and uh, you need insulin and kind of stuff. This is, not, this is not a good sign, usually. And a lot of these patients develop, even though they don't have any imaging criteria yet, like a mass in the pancreas, a lot of these patients develop uh, over a certain period of time, um, pancreas cancer. Okay. And are there any, you know, besides developing diabetes at an early stage, are there any other early warning signs that you might have pancreatic cancer? Unfortunately not. Uh, you can break down the pancreas as well, like another two major things, uh, cancers of the pancreas uh, head area. When you have a blockage there, a mass, it blocks the major bile that come draining bile from the liver, and then you completely turn yellow. You're, okay. you're getting so-called jaundiced. And um, in certain cancers, if they're centrally located in the pancreatic head, it could be very early on, just a small mass blocking that, that particular area. In certain cancers, if it's away from the bile duct and just grows bigger and then involves the bile duct, it's a later sign. The second bucket is uh, pancreas body cancers. And there's really no early, early sign for that. You're not going to do, uh, develop jaundice. You're not, not going to become yellow. They're going to change your color of urine or stool, but you're going to develop pain. And pain is actually a late sign. That means 
the pancreas cancer breaks through the capsule already and involves all the nerves around the pancreas and that gives you massive pain. So if a patient comes in with a pancreas body cancer with pain, we usually put them on chemotherapy first and see if he can operate later. Does that make a difference if you put someone on chemo first versus operating first? The gold standard for, for pancreas cancer treatment is still surgery, but there's a push internationally uh, that we put patients on on chemotherapy first rather than uh, doing surgery, unless there's really like super nice indication, centrilocated, small cancer. But we have to understand, um, uh, as oncologists, and we do this in CS, and that's where the research is going, that cancer is not just a disease of the organ itself. It's a disease of the entire body. Genetic code going out of whack. It's a disease of the stromal tumor, like the stroma around the pancreas, you know, like where the pancreas lives, the surrounding tissue. You can compare it to, like, a flower does not blossom in every soil, the same way. So the stroma, like the soil around it, is, uh, is equally important. So that's why we're trying to, uh, with chemotherapy first, to get the uh, pancreas cancer under control, and, and then in, a, in two or three months from then, gonna perform surgery. So let's go back to the pain for a second. So the pain would be most likely in your back because that's kind of where it's located? Correct. So yeah. centrally, rontiumbolic is a slightly higher and radiate, radiating, it's radiating yeah. pain to the back. Yeah. Okay. And if it's a pancreas body cancer, it radiates to the left. And if, it's, uh, if, if pain is involved with a pancreas head cancer, it can radiate to the right. What can I do, you know, to like eliminate pancreatic cancer from even being a part of my life? So number one risk factor is smoking. So number one risk factor for so many cancers, not just lung cancer. Everyone associates smoking with lung cancer, but um, smoking um, causes a constant inflammatory state of your body. And uh, if you have constant like low-grade pancreatitis, there's research out there which clearly shows that low-grade pancreatitis can evolve into uh, into serious, more serious problems like like cancer. So this is a lifestyle modification you can do. Low-fat diet less alcohol, all these uh, general risk factors. Okay. And we just recently started to do like a genetic clinic here for high-risk patients. If you have a genetic uh, abnormality like BRCA1, BRCA2, which puts it at high risk, mm -hmm. we will put you on a surveillance program and uh, trying to catch uh, everything which would develop uh, on an earlier stage. Why can't we just take the pancreas out? You know how when you, some people when they get thyroid cancer, for example, you just, you just take it out and you supplement with different medicines to create those hormones. Like why can't we just take the pancreas out and supplement for different hormones? Is that like a, yay, we could do that or, or no, that's not possible. It's possible and we have to do it. Most probably we do it over here at Jersey Shore maybe four or five times a year. That particular search is only done maybe nationwide about like 2,000 times a year, no more than that. It's not that easy. It's not just take the pancreas out and you're not going to develop pancreas cancer. Um, you, can't, you can't live, you can live with, without a pancreas, but you should have one. The two major buckets we talked about, diabetes, yeah. um, you can supplement with insulin. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but all the other hormones you're not going to supplement. There's all other regulatory stuff uh, going on through the pancreas. We call it the brain of the abdomen. So you want to live without a brain? No. So the abdomen needs a brain, needs a masterpiece. If you have to live without, you can't. Okay. 
but just prophylactically uh, taking it out like we do uh, our breast search into prophylactic mastectomies for BRCA2 positivity, mm-hmm. um, it's not that easy, no. Okay. Should not be done. Back to Alex Trebek. So he has stage four pancreatic cancer. What does stage four mean? In a nutshell about the staging system, every cancer gets staged from stage one to four. Four is the highest stage we can assign. That means it has spread beyond the organ in itself. So it's so-called metastatic. Okay. And that will be uh, called, from a treatment spectrum, uh, uncurable. But it's treatable. Okay. But it doesn't. Uh, but it's not not curable. So stage three uh, is a couple of lymph nodes involved around the pancreas, usually three and more. Stage two, three and less. And this is all like to, we assign stages to any type of cancer to look at prognostic factors. And we have thousands of patients worldwide in in, in databases where you can see how they're doing in different treatment settings. So stage four is not good. Okay. It's not good. But stage one would be better? From a staging standpoint, yes, um, absolutely. Um, but pancreas cancer in itself is just, um, it's just a beast. And, um, and if you look at the overall survival with pancreas cancers, there's only like an 8% survival through all stages over five years. You can, you wow. can lump in stage one, stage four, everyone in there whatever treatment they got, it's about 8% survival statistically. So you said that it was treatable being in stage four, but not curable. In terms of treatable, how, how long would that last? Because, for example, you know, the last podcast that we did was on MS, and that also isn't curable, but it is treatable, and it's something that you can live with, whereas stage four pancreatic cancer, I couldn't imagine you living a very long healthy life with it. Yeah, Kellen, it's a good analogy you're making with MS because MS is not curable as well. It's an un- uh, but um, it's an uncurable disease. Mm-hmm. It's uh, on the benign spectrum. What you can do with treatment there, you can stabilize it so it doesn't progress. Yes. That's exactly what you're trying to do with stage 4 disease. Stage 4 disease, we want to l- look into can we stabilize this particular patient so he's not going to develop, if he has liver meds, He's not going to develop lung meds or no, no more liver meds or his liver function gets preserved and, uh, and see how that goes. Yeah. There's only so much, uh, so much treatment you can do, so much chemotherapy. There's, um, there's a lot of body of research right now with immunotherapies out there, but it's, everything is still in an experimental stage. What are some of the treatment options? So you were saying before that some of the treatment options would be chemotherapy, surgery to remove the pancreas. Would radiation also be a part of that treatment plan? Yes. So there's always like cancer treatment is always like three things. uh, Yeah. Exactly as you mentioned it. It's uh, surgery, chemo, and then radiation. Radiation comes in a little bit in a later phase. It depends on how you set up your treatment plan. When we talked about the uh, chemotherapy up front before surgery, radiation plays a role in that particular setting. It depends on which protocol you're using. Do chemotherapy for a couple of weeks, and then you restage the patient, see how the cancer looks like. And if the cancer did not decrease in size, then you might add more chemo for a short period of time and you know, restage again. If it didn't change, then it can add radiation to it to bring the patient basically downstage and bring him to surgery. Uh, radiation in another area where 
Unfortunately, patient has a positive surgical margin when you take the specimen out and you have a positive surgical margin, which you should not have, but sometimes it's unavoidable, especially if the cancer is, um, is attached to the big artery and the big vein, and uh, you think you're in the clear, but the pathologist has to call it positive, then radiation becomes important as well to the operative field. And third, radiation, once a patient recurs uh, in the operative uh, resection bed, then and is not surgical, then you can consolidate with radiation. I just want to backtrack for a second because you mentioned positive from a standpoint of your cancer is still positive, meaning that once you take the pancreas out from surgery, you still have cancer within your body, correct? Yeah, just okay. let me clarify on that. Um, we're not going to take the pancreas out as we, as we talked I'm about. I'm really into we taking the pancreas about, you really out. Wanna, you really want to <laughs> take it out. So we leave some some pancreas behind. We do a pancreas heterosection. Okay. And we're looking at three margins ba- uh, mainly. The one is the pancreas duct margin, which has to be negative. We test it intraoperatively with so-called frozen sections. We send a piece of the pathology. They're going to tell us right away negative or positive. If it's positive, you take a little bit more, half an inch more. Um, same is the bile duct coming from the liver. We test it intraop as well. That's our second margin. If that's positive, you're going to take a little bit more. And... Um, and the third margin is uh, where the pancreas is attached to the spine and the big vein there. And that margin can be sometimes iffy, but you, this, is a cl- this is a call pre-op. You have, to, you have to really judge if this patient should go to surgery right away or not. And that's what I mentioned yeah. before uh, initially. This almost probably the patient, if the cancer is close to that margin, it's called the onsenate process, these are the, these are the patients we want to put on chemotherapy first. Because we fear, even though we go through like thin, flimsy tissue, uh, that we're going to leave cancer cells behind. Yeah. That's called a positive margin. A positive margin reduces your survival uh, dramatically. You're kind of slicing away at the pancreas until you find no more cancer cells. Correct. Okay. Okay. I get it. And... I mean, to, to your point, and that could end up uh, for a total pancreatectomy. You take the whole pancreas Yeah, out. take the whole thing out at one yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, you don't yeah. just leave like a little inch in no, there. No. Probably not well, worth it at that point. An inch of pancreas doesn't help you. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't have only a function, just causes a lot of problems post-op. So we... Um, at at that, that point. At that point, we yeah. um, okay. look at the bigger picture. With all of the modern technology that we have, and you were mentioning research before, why is the survival rate for pancreatic cancer so slim? Is it because, you know, it's so hard to get to in surgery or, you know, it just, by the time you find it, it's such a beast or, you know, it's just something that we just haven't discovered yet. This is a loaded question. Must probably need another podcast. That was, that was my best question I have today. To answer that. There's really no early detection available. I mean, for, for breast cancer, you have mammograms. Yeah. For colon cancer, you have colonoscopies. For stomach cancer, you have endoscopies from above. Uh, for skin cancer, you just look at the skin and you have it. Pancreas is just like very deep and there's no early sign. Yeah. And, and as I mentioned a few times, it's, cancer is, a, is not just a, a disease of the organ itself. That plays so much more into it, like the stroma around it, you know, where the pancreas is, and genetics, we know about that. We have patients with the same pathology result, same type of cancer on paper, on paper, they live three months after surgery, and we have patients, they live like four years, 
five years uh, with the same pathology. So a lot of genetics plays, plays there into as well. What can we do to spread more awareness about this disease? So to all our wonderful listeners listening to us today, what could we do now to help spread awareness to possibly avoid pancreatic cancer? So not smoking. Not smoking or if you smoke, quit smoking is, uh, is definitely a big, big factor. I mean, lifestyle modification is most probably the biggest one mm-hmm. and maybe the hardest one to achieve. You know, if you set the new habits and uh, every night you're going to have a bottle of wine or um, and cured meat and all that stuff, um, it's probably hard to uh, kick that habit. Yeah. Um, exercise. There's a lot of like lifestyle modifications which can reduce the cancer burden. And if you have a if you have a family history, just listen, talk to your siblings, talk to your family, be interested in your in your family and see what did grandma die of? You know, maybe she had colon cancer or she had pancreas cancer and then get tested. Yeah, be proactive. And be proactive. We have we just had a genetic clinic this morning with uh, five new patients and uh, two of them had a strong family history for pancreas cancer. So we're going to run them through a CAT scan right now and blood work and um, and keep them on a six-month surveillance strategy. And this is just modern medicine in 2019. Yeah, awesome. Well, that was all the questions I had today. Is there anything else you wanted to add? As a team over here at Jersey Shore, we were just uh, very fortunate that two months ago we got uh, Joint Commission Accreditation, which okay. means it's the highest accreditation body um, in, the, in the country, as only the second hospital in the nation. Wow, congratulations. For pancreas cancer. And uh, we're always available uh, if there's any question about uh, pancreas cancer or you're newly diagnosed. We, uh, we have a policy that every new patient is going to be seen within 48 hours. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. So access won't be an issue. Wonderful. And you have this beautiful new building over here that we are in. Today we are recording in Hope Tower, um, right next door to Jersey Shore University Medical Center. And it is a beautiful building. And they also have valet parking. So that makes it easier on everyone. But thank you so much for having us here and talking about something that's a little, you know, dim. But I'm sure you talk about it all the time. And thanks for teaching us about pancreatic cancer. Thanks for having me. The material provided through this Health You podcast is intended to be used as general information only and should not replace the advice of your physician. Always consult your physician for individual care.